Hi, I'm Lily, and you're listening to How to Win Friends and Influenza, the podcast. There's a number of reasons that people don't do the things that they're supposed to. One of them is laziness. I mean, it takes a lot of effort to do things that are good for you that aren't that fun. Things like going to the gym or eating healthy, studying. You know you should. And maybe you even really, really want that thing at the end of the rainbow, the thing that you're theoretically working towards. But the problem is doing the work. And it's just a fact. It takes hustle. It takes work. It takes effort. And sometimes that's what you need. Probably a lot of the time that's what you need to at least get somewhere. People are built differently and some people have different thresholds for how much effort they're willing to put in. Part of that might be related to the person and their mindset, but part of that is changeable. Part of that does relate to motivation and how much you want something. If you're trying to get out of a really bad situation, that can be a kind of motivator. If you're trying to get towards a very good situation, that's another kind of motivator. It's said that if you want to escape a negative situation, the motivation's strong at the time, but it's not sustainable because as soon as you're out of that situation, the pain fades and that desire to go to something better isn't really there. But for people who want to aspire to something for the sake of it, for the joy of it, that's different. That can be very strong, but that can also be very daunting because maybe the place they want to go to seems so fantastical and so far away, just like a dream, that it's hard to even take the first step. So there's a couple of different motivations that can happen there. What this reason comes down to, though, is whether the effort is enough. Are you willing to put in the work to achieve the thing that you want to or feel like you have to do? It's simple. And that's one reason that people don't do what they're supposed to. Because it's just too much trouble. There are other reasons though. And another quite significant reason is just the fragile, precious ego. It's that perfectionist kind of idea, but you don't even have to be perfectionist. It's, it's often branded as, as fear of failure, but really it's just concern that you're going to damage or bruise your sense of self. People are worried that if they work, that if they start, they're going to show that they're not going to succeed. And in a sense, that's really dangerous because that can kill hope. If you never try, you have this hope, this dream, this vision that things could work out the way that you dream in your mind. But as soon as you start working towards it, as soon as you take that first step and you realize, oh, wow, that mountain is so much further away than it seemed. As soon as that happens, that can be a real crush to the mindset. When you're far away and you haven't taken any active steps to the thing that you tell yourself you want to do, when, when you're there, you don't really have to know how far away that goal is. That flag, that could be tens of thousands of kilometers, but you don't need to think about it. It's it's a bit of the ostrich mentality that it's kind of pushed far away. You've shelved it for later, procrastinating, not thinking about it. So you never have to confront exactly how far away you are from the better version of you or from your goal. But as soon as you start to set in motion aspirations or even just a small venture, just to make a little bit progress, part of that involves confronting how far away you actually are. And that can be scary because 
it really puts into perspective <laughs> how distant you are from the place that you want to be. And of course, that calls into question, is it even possible? And if it is possible, are you going to achieve it? And if you don't achieve it, or if it takes a really long time, you get discouraged and you feel like you're not going to achieve it, what does that mean about you? Does that mean that you weren't adequate? Does it mean you were silly for putting investment into something that wasn't going to work out anyway? All of these things can be pretty terrifying, probably at a subconscious level. I'm not sure anyone sort of goes towards something one tiny step at a time and after five seconds has all these thoughts flooding through their mind consciously. Maybe, maybe not. But the issue there is this idea that as soon as you start something, something good for you, something positive, that you've actually pulled a lever to some kind of road of doom or failure, that if you had never embarked on that quest, you never could have failed. So what can be done about that mindset? Well, the problem in this mentality is that script, that internal monologue that says, well, if you start this time, you've only got one shot and, and that's it. That this is the final five seconds of the league winning sports game. And that after this, you're going to retire from the sport and this entire single shot, whether it gets in the basket or not, will define your whole future. But that's not really how a lot of things are. And honestly, if you are at that level that a lot of people are watching you and you're playing in some kind of prestigious sports game, well, you probably kind of already made it. So maybe you don't have as much to worry about as you thought. And if you're not in that exact scenario, why does it have to be the last time? Maybe it's not the last time. Well, smoking rates are much lower than they have been for. Look, check out that smooth transition. But smoking rates are a lot lower than they used to be. There's a lot of reasons for that. Education, health understanding that people realize now that it has a very clearly proven link to lung cancer and a variety of other cancers at a risk ratio really almost unheard of in any other factor. As well as the taxes and the branding and the advertising requirements and having to publicize all the harms. But smoking is lower than it used to be. That said, there's a lot of people who would like to quit and there's a lot of people who maybe should quit, but are not really thinking about quitting or not feeling able to. But for that proportion of people who feel like or tell themselves and tell other people that they want to quit but can't seem to, it's not that every attempt where they quit and then they resume, it's not that that's a failure. They haven't failed completely yet because they haven't reached the end of the game. And I guess the end of the game is, is when you die. But every time they quit, well, that's just a practice run. And they can go back to it and try again. And it is said that if you attempt quitting a lot of times, each attempt has a better chance than the previous one. Sure, it would be nice if people could just do things correctly on the first time, but not a lot of things are blessed with that, and maybe that's what makes life a little bit interesting. So if every quit attempt until you reach success really strengthens you, of course, we want to succeed, but if that's what it takes, 
this number of attempts, that's what it takes. But if every single time strengthens you, then why can't we apply this kind of logic to other areas of life? People who are scared to lose weight because they've got this script that they're telling themselves that they are overweight and that they're unfit. And if they announce to the world that they're going to try to lose weight and they don't do it, they have to call into question their own autonomy and their own sense of effectiveness. They have to risk losing hope because before embarking on such a quest, they can roll around like a piece of pork in mud. Um, mud coated bacon is, is the next big trend after pan fried chicken schnitzel. But they have to roll around like a pig in mud. Uh, wow, what was that analogy even going towards? <laughs> All right, so these people get to revel in their sense of hope that maybe one day this could happen, maybe one day that could happen. But as soon as they start embarking on that quest, they have to confront the possibility that it won't turn out that way, that they risk losing hope, that they risk crushing their dreams, and crushing their dreams involves a crushing of perceived potential. That's the limiting mindset. Now, a different way to think about it is that this is not the last time. You can try this time and the outcome doesn't really matter that much to your sense of self-esteem, to your ego, to your sense of hope. Sure, it might take a little bit of blow, but bruises can heal. This different mentality means if you try something, you don't put all of your faith and all of your self-worth on that outcome. You're striving towards something that may take a number of attempts. Maybe it'll work and that'll be great, number one. Maybe there'll be two. Maybe there'll be three, four, five. Maybe there'll be a huge number of tries. But if this is important enough to you, then maybe it's worth it. And things like health are very important to people. So for those people... Maybe it's about changing that thinking instead of putting a lot of pressure on having to succeed and not just thinking that, you know, it's going to be a slow road. That's, that's one thing, sure. But trying to remove your sense of identity from that outcome of that first practice run because it's not the last time. If you don't get the outcome you want this time, there's always another time and another time after that. And the only thing really stopping you is how long you live and how much ego you can afford to burn through. So if you can make yourself bulletproof, well, in every sense, if you can make yourself bulletproof and then you live forever, that's, that's one thing. But if you can make yourself bulletproof in protecting your ego or not even protecting your ego, in saying it's okay for your ego to be shattered and destroyed, but you're just going to keep doing it anyway because you've got a goal then you might just become a much more powerful human.